What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Casey Johnson, Shams, and Daniel Greenberg, all saying that the Bulls are expecting Lonzo Ball to return in January and what that return timeline could mean for the Chicago Bulls as they would be gearing up, hopefully, for the playoffs by then. We're also going to talk about DeMar DeRozan's recent comments of saying that he thought he was signing to L.A. and how disrespected he felt last year in free agency and how that has informed him and the Bulls season. And we'll also be talking about ESPN predicting that the Chicago Bulls are only going to win 12, um, uh, 38 games and finish 12th in the Eastern Conference. We're going to get into all of that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so we're going to start off with an update to the Lonzo Ball situation. So this is probably going to be the last time that unless anything significant comes out uh, that I'll give an update on Lonzo Ball's uh, surgery until it's like something happens where it's like, hey, he was able to run. He was able to jump. He's been working out. He responded well. This probably be the last update unless anything crazy comes out or anything like that. But Casey Johnson, um, Shams, Daniel Greenberg, all in the last 24 hours saying that the Bulls are now expecting Alonzo Ball to return around sometime in January. And so what I like about this that the Chicago Bulls have done is they're working in a bit of a of a gap in there, right? They're giving enough time to where Lonzo Ball has time to go through the recovery, go through the, that four to six weeks, be reevaluated. Re the reevaluation comes in for them to see what that looks like in a timeline to return. They're basically setting it to say, hey, do not expect anything from Lonzo before January. And if something does happen, if he does have a, a great uh, healing process or whatever to where he can come back before then, whether maybe after that four to six week evaluation, that there's a shorter timeline on when he's going to be able to return to practice or something. All right, then we'll be able to say that. But as of right now, that puts Lonzo's return at January, not returning till 2023. But that gives Lonzo Ball plenty of time to come back, get in gear before the playoffs, still have a a major impact on the season. At that point, you're looking at about between 40 and 45 games left to be played for Lonzo Ball at that point. And as we know with Lonzo, the biggest thing that we want from Lonzo is not only health, it's not only to come back when he's when, when he's 100% healthy, but we need him by the playoffs. We want him to not only just be back for the playoffs, we want him to be back in rhythm and things like that. With being out of basketball, at that point, it would be uh, it would be 12 months. It would be exactly a year um, uh, since he basically went down, getting him back in, it's going to take a while for him to get his rhythm back. It's going to take a while for him to get his timing back. It's going to take a while for him to like learn these new teammates and how they've grown, how they've developed things like that. Keep in mind, Lonzo hasn't played very many games with Patrick Williams. So, um, with, with things like that. So don't expect, at least I'm tempering my expectations when it comes to Lonzo ball, even when he does come back in January, that we may not see, um, Lonzo ball fully in, in just full gear. Maybe at all in, in, in this season, even if he does return this season. But the thing is, we want that rhythm and stuff to come back. He's going to have enough time to work himself back into rhythm. He's going to have enough time to work that chemistry. He's going to have enough time to do all the things that he needs to do to be a factor for us by the playoffs. Does Lonzo Ball return back to the starting lineup this season? Maybe or maybe not. We we may see, right? And, and that's not to say that he's not going to be our starting point guard long term. I still do believe in that when it comes to Lonzo Ball. But when you have to look at it, right, if the Bulls do find a great rhythm, if the Bulls you know, whoever ends up being the starter, all that being aside, like whatever ends up happening there, Lonzo being out that long, the team possibly finding a rhythm, he he's going to start back off coming off the bench regardless, right? And we may not see him retake that starting role this season or maybe not till the playoffs, right? It may be until then that we see him take that starting that starting position back 
and all that's fine. The key thing with Lonzo is, and what's happened now, is that the streamline is kind of, it's more clear of a picture there for him. It seems like a lot of optimism surrounding that they fix whatever was going on. And keep in mind, I think there's still a lot of misconception that there was something structural with the knee or the meniscus didn't heal or it was the bone bruise. It's not the meniscus or the bone bruise at this point anymore. There was literally something going on with that knee that was just causing him pain. But at least everything as far as the original surgery, everything as far as like the the, the structure of that knee all seems to be fine. So luckily that that makes the the perception or, or you know, the hope that he's going to be able to come back and make a make a full return even more likely. Keep in mind, meniscus surgeries in of themselves aren't career threatening, right? They do cause some complications later on in life, right? That may be well after a basketball playing time. But at that point, like you're still expecting Lonzo to be able to make a full recovery. When you look at the rest of the East, like other players that have had it, Kendrick Nunn, who had a similar situation out a full year and stuff like that. So it is what it is. I know there's a lot of frustration around Lonzo and the questions around that. But, you know, at this point, everything seems to be clearing up. And that's what we need and hope to see from Lonzo Ball. And let's go ahead and move on. Now, the injury to Lonzo Ball may play in some to the next topic. So ESPN was doing win predictions of all the all the teams. And so in the Eastern Conference, they have predicted the Chicago Bulls to finish uh, 12th in, in the Eastern Conference with 38 wins. That puts the Bulls even outside the play-in. This is after yesterday, Kendrick Perkins made the comment that he sees the Bulls at best as a play-in team. And I've always speculated, like, ESPN feeds certain things to, to analysts. It was probably, he probably knew that this article was coming out. It probably made it a bigger deal. You know, and this article is one of the ones that's behind the paywall. ESPN is full of a bunch of how can I how can I say this softly? I can't. Fuck it. Petty Roosevelt almost took over this whole episode and I held it back some because there's going to be plenty of time for Petty Roosevelt to come at some of these analysts and things like that. But really, when you look at it, we're looking at, at at a bunch of whores when it comes to ESPN, like a bunch of people who just say things to get clicks to do whatever they can. Some of you take with a grain of salt. Some of you don't take at all. Some of it has a little bit of merit to it. While the doubt around the Chicago Bulls may be based around the health, may be based around Lonzo Ball, may be based around things like can DeMar DeRozan do it again? Is Vooch actually going through a slump or was it just a bad season? What Zach Levine is going to look like? Can he stay fully healthy this season? Alice Caruso, all of that. Like there's There are tons of legitimate things that could be questions around the Chicago Bulls heading into the season that could cause some doubt. But a 38-win season after a team that won 46 games last season, and they won 46 games, keep in mind, with Patrick Williams missing most of the season. Lonzo Ball missed, didn't play in, in over half the games of the season. Alice Caruso missed most of the season. Like, Javante Green was banged up. Uh, you know, J- Derrick Jones Jr. in his thumb. Like, there was a lot of things going into the Chicago Bulls season that you could say that had the Bulls been fully healthy, maybe we've been looking at a 50-52 win team. So to have such a drop-off, right, with the team, yes, they have a questionable time with – uh, Io DeSumo being the starting point guard, if he even is the starter. There's questions around who's going to be the starter. How does that change the dynamic of what you expect from this team? And while teams in the East have improved in ways on paper, right, in ways that you can see that they clearly added some talent to the team, the harder thing that I've always been saying to judge is the teams that are going to gain some improvement internally, whether that is the young players in Io. Patrick Williams making leaps or making developments, whether that's chemistry paying off, whether that's Nikola Vucevic being utilized better and not settling for so many three-point shots and how that improves the Chicago Bulls offense. There's a lot of legitimate reasons I understand to throw some doubt towards the Chicago Bulls, but this just seems a little bit egregious in my perspective, but it does feed into even what some Bulls fans are thinking that the Chicago Bulls just aren't going to be able to measure up in the East like they did last season. Now, me personally, I'm looking at things in the East like I've already talked about, you guys know, I, what Cleveland did in adding Donovan Mitchell, a lot of talent there on paper. A talented backcourt. Both have high usage rates. How that ends up working out. Yes, they have a talented front court as well. That front court, 
of the Cleveland Cavaliers, I do think can be the, the best front court in the league, if not this season, in the next two or three years. They could possibly be that. That's the ceiling that they have on the front court. But the defensive liabilities that they have on the backcourt are something that until I actually see it, until I see it, right, I can't say that they're going to be marginally better than the Chicago Bulls. A lot of teams, there's a team every single season that makes acquisitions on paper that don't work out in reality. And is that going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers? It could be. But even with that being said, I'm looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers like, while there's a lot of hype around them right now, and I do think they're going to be a good team, it's not a team that I see markedly better than a healthy Chicago Bulls team, even without that. What does I, what leaps does Io DeSumo make? Those are the type of things that I look at. When you look at another team that made um, some moves and acquisitions in, in the Atlanta Hawks, DeJounte Murray's a hell of a player. I would love to have DeJounte Murray on this team. Love it. Don't get me wrong. He's a hell of a defensive player, but there's a lot of questions as well around the Atlanta Hawks when you look at it. Like, how does that team come together? A lot of the players that they did end up giving up um, and, and losing this season, they brought back, yeah, DeJounte Murray a hell of a talented player, but there's still some defensive questions on that team. John Collins, how is he going to work out? And also, I did talk a lot about this over on the Cognac Boys show, so make sure you guys go and check me out over there. Hell of a show, hell of a channel, by the way. So if you're not subscribed to the Cognac Boys, you're missing the hell out. But nonetheless, with that being said, um, and so I see the doubt around there. The Brooklyn Nets, extremely talented team, a team that is, can be scary, but let's see how it comes together. Kyrie Irving, we never know what's going to be with Kyrie Irving. When he's on the court, he's great. Uh, Kevin Durant, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Ben Simmons, how does he really fit into all of that? There are questions around how the fit of this team is going to come together with Ben Simmons. And even when you look at it last year, yeah, the Bulls beat them, I think, two out of three games. That's with James Harden. I think they were missing Kyrie in all those games, if not just most of them. But now they, they don't have James Harden. We don't know how the Ben Simmons fit's going to going to go. Kyrie, some of the best times in Kyrie is when he was playing with LeBron and not doing a lot of the ball handling. So if Ben Simmons is doing that, how does that work out? But there's still questions there. Philly. James Harden, yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. I don't trust James Harden. I know Joel Embiid has killed us his whole career, so there is some 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 things there. All I'm saying is that while I'm not saying that the the Bulls should clearly be favored in the East to do anything, to have the 38 wins only, even with an improved Eastern Conference, is the Eastern Conference that has a lot of questions. The Charlotte Hornets, Bridges is being gone there for legitimate reasons, but that's that's a team that I look at and I say is probably going to take a step back briefly as well. I'm just looking at everything around here. I, I trust this team. Uh, when you look at the Boston Celtics as well, yeah, they're a hell of a talented team. But with that being said, Ime Udoko, him being gone, that the, the coaching there, how does that impact the team? Robert Williams as well. Now he's he's injured, getting another surgery. What does that timeline look like? How does that affect them over the course of the season? But I also think missing their head coach in Ime Udoka is going to be a bigger impact than some people are thinking. Yeah, they brought in another coach. They lost their top assistant. So even the coach that they have that's stepping in that was an assistant isn't looked at as like being a this amazing head coach prospect. I have speculated that Brad Stevens may have to step down from the the from the the officer not step down from his position, but come down similar to what Pat Riley did for the Miami Heat and end up coaching the team if things seem to be going left and he has to right the ship. Miami Heat didn't improve markedly on paper at all either. I'm just saying this. While the Eastern Conference is an improved conference, while it's going to be some dog days in the Eastern Conference, this type of doubt surrounding this team, and especially hearing things like this, I welcome it because it's going to just be more motivation for this team. You guys have seen it. You've heard DeMar DeRozan. You know his mindset. It's definitely going to be motivation for him. You know Zach Levine. You know his mindset. It's definitely going to be motivation for him. You remember Zach Levine last season when we played the Knicks, walking up to Stephen A. Smith and saying, I know you want us to lose tonight, 
but it's not going to happen. It's, that type of thing is what builds the identity. What we're, while we're talking about what identity the Chicago Bulls team is going to have, it's things like this. That's the type of identity that I want to see the Chicago Bulls have is that team that come out, that's scrappy, that, that wants to prove the dollars wrong, but prove it with their skill, that comes together, the sum of the parts. That's what a lot of these things and these predictions and even us as fans sometimes miss is that while it's easy to pinpoint and say this team has this talent, this team has that talent, how that talent comes together sometimes isn't always as clear, right? Both positively and negatively. And I think that with chemistry, with, an, with betting on continuity, we would at least hope that this team is going to make some improvements in that area. And I say, if you think the Chicago Bulls are going to be 12th in the Eastern Conference, trust and believe you got another thing coming for this team this year, coming in this season. And that's my thought. Now, before we go, I do want to talk some about DeMar DeRozan. And so DeMar DeRozan talked, uh, again, on the J.J. Reddick podcast um, about fe- feeling disrespected. He talked, uh, and we, something that we've heard before is that he did think that he was going to the Lakers. But one thing that came out in this is that he thought it was a done deal until he actually saw that they traded for Russell Westbrook. And then he got a call from Kyle Lowry to tell him to inform him of that. And then he talked about how he felt disrespected by the minimal offers that he was getting. Some team, some people do say that the Chicago Bulls overpaid for DeMar DeRozan. And looking at the market, looking at the value, looking at the other contracts, there was rumor that he was that he was going to be offered. The Bulls might have overpaid technically, but when you look at the impact that he's had with changing the culture, um, uh, motivating the rookies, uh, being a mentor to them, the, that that's that's more than the value of his contract. I still look at the three-year, eighty million dollar deal that we signed DeMar DeRozan for being more than worth it. When you look at all those things going into it, and so. Him saying that, you know, being being labeled the worst offseason signing now, this season being labeled as one of the most overrated players in the last decade, best believe these are going to be things that DeMar DeRozan continues to use for motivation, and that's going to trickle down throughout the whole team. So him saying that, like, he felt, and even saying that, like, he felt forgotten in San Antonio. And for the people that say that DeMar DeRozan has never improved, it's clear that they weren't watching the San Antonio and DeMar DeRozan. He went down there and not only refined his game, but added things to his game, his ability, his passing ability, his ability to read offenses and, and just run the offense a little bit more. These are things that we saw him develop in San Antonio. So if you think DeMar DeRozan is the same player because you're just looking at the stat sheet, you're overlooking a lot because this player is hardly the same exact player that he was before. And him saying that he felt forgotten and that he's felt reinvin- uh, reinvigorated since he's come in since he's come to the Chicago Bulls, makes me just happy to have him on this team, in this franchise. I've said this so much. I'm I'm always going to talk very proudly about DeMar DeRozan being a Chicago Bull because of everything it means, everything it's meant, everything that is going to pay off for in the future with him mentoring Iota Sumu, Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, even if next season ends up being the last season of DeMar DeRozan in the Chicago Bulls uniform, which I don't think that it will be. It may be, but I don't think that it will be. The lessons that he's taught these young players the improvement that he's made, the, 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 the way that they've getting, gotten to see him work and that work ethic is going to continue to pay off for years and years to come for this Chicago Bulls team. And I, for one, am glad that DeMar DeRozan ended up here, whatever route it went, even if he wanted to go to LA, we weren't his main target, whatever. I don't care about none of that because it all ended him here in the Chicago Bulls and in our uniform and it's paying off big time and will continue to do so. But that is it for me for today. Um, make sure you follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. Make sure you get those voicemails in for tomorrow's mailbag episode. Love you guys. Go Bulls. Peace, y'all.
This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media.